This is your last chance to enter the Ohio Lottery's Fun Turns 50 promotion. Score $3,500 in two tickets to the epic party at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, where you could win part of another $400,000 in cash prizes. Enter the new 50th anniversary scratch-off or $50 worth of eligible non-winning $5 or $10 scratch-offs and my lotto rewards through the Ohio Lottery app. Hurry up. The last entry deadline is May 13th. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like, what the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. 52-year-old Eric O'Gray woke up with a start. For what seemed like the umpteenth time, Petey's incessant scratching of himself had disturbed Eric's afternoon nap. Maybe the dog had fleas or dry skin, or maybe he was just anxious. Eric hadn't the time or drive to properly investigate. With a grimace, Eric looked over at his new dog. It had only been a few hours since he brought Petey home from the shelter, but he was beginning to question his decision to adopt a pet. However, he had promised to take care of his new friend, and he was determined to keep his word. Lifting his nearly 350-pound frame off the couch took every ounce of strength Eric could muster. He wasn't sure he had to walk in him, just getting to the front door had him out of breath sometimes. Maybe some indoor playtime would distract Petey from his itchy skin. Eric tried tossing him a ball. Petey just watched it roll under the coffee table. He wasn't interested in the squeaky hot dog toy either. No go for tug of war. Eric sighed. A walk it would be. He barely had enough energy to even make it down the block that day, but over the next year, Eric and Petey would walk hundreds of miles together. And in that time, Petey saved Eric's life. Welcome to Dog Tales, a podcast original. Every week, we tell the stories of historic, heroic canines. We'll profile dogs who saved people from earthquakes, went to outer space, and even spurred the invention of Velcro. If you're looking for fun stories and a warm heart, you're barking up the right tree. I'm your host, Alastair. You can find episodes of Dog Tales and all other podcast originals for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. To stream Dog Tales for free on Spotify, just open the app and type Dog Tales in the search bar. At Parcast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and Twitter at Parcast Network. 
And if you enjoyed today's episode, the best way to help us is to leave a five-star review wherever you are listening. This week, we're telling the story of Petey, a seven-year-old shepherd mix from San Jose, California. In 2010, Eric O'Gray rescued Petey from a Humane Society shelter as part of his health plan. He hoped twice daily walks would help him shed pounds and heal his body. But Petey became more than an exercise assistant. He became Eric's best friend. In 2010, a doctor told 51-year-old Eric O'Gray to buy a cemetery plot. Eric was so unhealthy that the physician didn't think he'd survive the next five years. He weighed 340 pounds, which put significant stress on his average height frame. He had type 2 diabetes, he had high blood pressure, and his cholesterol levels were through the roof. In short, he was a ticking time bomb. None of this was news to Eric. He'd tried every diet under the sun to get his weight under control. He was spending over $1,000 a month to address his health issues. He needed insulin for his diabetes, pills to regulate his blood pressure, medication for his high cholesterol. They were all temporary fixes that only delayed the inevitable. The only way for Eric to survive was to actively take measures to improve his health. But instead of galvanizing him, the doctor's harsh words only resigned Eric to his fate. He had no friends or family for emotional support, nobody to help him take charge of his own well-being. From the constant aches and pains to the withering looks he got whenever he went out in public, every day was full of misery. And yet, things could still get worse. About a year after that fateful checkup, Eric hit rock bottom. On his way home from a business trip, his flight was delayed because the crew couldn't locate a seatbelt extender for him. As a result, several people missed their connections. One of them was sitting right next to Eric, and he didn't bother to hide his displeasure. Eric's face burned with shame. His health problems made his own life hard enough. Now, they were making it worse for others. That night, as Eric laid in bed, he did something he'd never done in his half-century on Earth. He prayed. However, he didn't ask God to improve his life. He made a plea for him to end it. But the next morning, Eric woke up, just like always. And yet, something was different. Instead of the usual dread he felt about getting out of bed, he felt ready to change his life. He just didn't know how to go about it. He didn't want to take more pills. He didn't want to undergo potentially dangerous surgery to curb his appetite. He wanted to make a meaningful, wholesale change. To that end, he booked an appointment with an accredited naturopathic doctor, Preeti Kulkarni. Naturopathic medicine combines traditional treatments such as herbal therapy, acupuncture, and massage with modern medical practices. 
Dr. Preeti, as she liked to be called, wanted to do more than write Eric a few prescriptions and send him on his way. In addition to healing his body, she wanted to help him heal his mind. In addition to putting Eric on a whole food, plant-based diet, Dr. Preeti came up with an elegant solution to get him more active and alleviate his loneliness. She told him to rescue a dog. Eric was completely on board with the new diet, but he wasn't so sure about the dog part. He'd never owned a pet. It just seemed like so much work. Buying food, picking up poop. What's more, he just wasn't a dog person. But he promised Dr. Preeti he would follow her instructions to the letter. If that meant getting a dog, he would get a dog. Eric called the Humane Society Silicon Valley and explained his situation. He wanted a dog like him, a little on the older side and not in great shape. He figured they could go on their fitness journey together. The adoption coordinator had just the one for him. When he arrived at the shelter, Eric was led to a small, concrete room with a single chair and a small bench. The woman helping him ran through a list of instructions. Extend his hand, wrist down, fingers curled so he didn't get bit. Avoid eye contact. It all seemed too intimidating. Eric thought he was getting a friendly, roly-poly friend. Instead, it felt like he was about to come face to face with a feral beast. Before he could call the whole thing off, he heard the pitter-patter of a dog's footsteps approaching. Eric's heart pounded in anticipation as the door handle turned and a little black nose pushed it open. In walked a rotund black and white shepherd mix. He looked up at Eric, his big brown eyes full of disappointment. The feeling was mutual. Eric had been hoping for a pet that was happier. The dog looked depressed. But as the Humane Society employee explained, he had a good reason to be. His previous owners had largely left him cooped up in a backyard, a lonely existence. On top of all that, he'd undergone the trauma of being abandoned at the shelter. Suddenly, Eric realized that the sad look in the dog's eyes wasn't disappointment at the prospect of having him as an owner. It was the look of someone who was ready to die, just like Eric had been. Realizing that they were kindred spirits, Eric decided to take the plunge and adopt the dog. But there was just one problem, the shepherd's name. He was called Raider, after the Oakland NFL team. However, Eric was a die-hard fan of the Raiders' rivals, the San Francisco 49ers. But the Humane Society employee assured him that changing the name wouldn't be a problem. So Eric signed the paperwork and set off with his new companion, Petey, named after the loyal dog from the Little Rascals TV show. The short trip from the adoption building to the parking lot marked the first steps in Eric and Petey's longer journey. As part of his treatment, Dr. Preeti told Eric to take the dog on two walks a day, about 20 minutes each. It would benefit both of them, 
Seven-year-old Petey wasn't exactly in fighting shape either. The middle-aged shepherd mix was about 25 pounds overweight and suffered from swollen joints. Neither man nor dog was too keen on the idea. But after resting at home for a few hours, Eric finally summoned the energy to take his new dog outside. Much to his pleasure, Petey obediently shuffled to the door and let Eric clip a leash to his collar. They only made it as far as a patch of grass next to Eric's building. Neither Eric nor Petey had the energy to go any farther. But it was a start. Petey enjoyed checking out all the new smells, and Eric was encouraged by the brief exercise. On top of the physical activity, walking Petey came with another benefit – human interaction. During his second-ever excursion with Petey, Eric was embarrassed when a neighbor saw the dog doing his morning business on a concrete wall just outside the parking garage. But instead of being annoyed, the neighbor was curious. He wanted to know all about Petey. He was moved by the fact that Eric had adopted an older dog instead of a puppy. That brief exchange was the longest conversation Eric had had with anyone since moving into his complex several years earlier. But so far, Eric had yet to truly connect with Petey. Aside from eating, sleeping on his dog bed, and peeing by the parking garage, Petey didn't seem to be interested in doing much in the first few days after his adoption. No matter how many times Eric tossed a ball across the living room or waved a rope toy in front of Petey's face, the dog just sat there. Eric didn't let that deter him. Twice a day, like clockwork, they went on their little expeditions. They didn't go further than the end of the block, but at least it was something. As it turned out, it meant more to Petey than Eric could have known. On their third night together, Eric got into bed after taking Petey on his evening constitutional. Once he turned out the light, he heard Petey's nails clicking across the laminate flooring. Eric expected him to beeline for his dog bed in the corner of the living room. Instead, he leaped into Eric's bed. Eric was surprised, but didn't kick Petey out. There was plenty of room for both of them. But Petey didn't want his own space. He wanted to cuddle. Without hesitation, he curled up right next to his master. After spending so long in a backyard on his own, the simple act of their twice-daily walks was the most affection he'd gotten in years. And he had Eric to thank for it. Putting his arm around the snoring pup, Eric was overcome with emotion. He realized that Petey was so much more than an excuse to exercise. That night, an unbreakable bond formed between the two of them. It showed Eric the true meaning of the phrase, a dog is man's best friend. As the weeks passed, Eric and Petey got more adventurous. A full walk around the block soon branched out into a wider exploration of the neighborhood. They discovered new spots, like a great barbershop for Eric that conveniently had a grooming salon for Petey right next door. Soon, they were both sporting fresh haircuts. 
and with these new discoveries came an added benefit. Both Eric and Petey were getting healthier. Through the combination of his new diet and regular exercise, Eric was losing an average of five pounds per week. It wasn't long until he needed to find himself some new clothes. Normally, this would be a triumphant experience, but for Eric, it was a reminder of how far he still had to go. The shopping experience was miserable. Despite his reduced weight, he still had trouble fitting in the cramped dressing room. Knowing he was still on his fitness journey, he couldn't spend money on high-quality clothes that would be too big in a matter of weeks. Looking at himself in the mirror, he couldn't help but feel ashamed. When he got home, Eric slumped onto the couch. He was back in the dark place he'd been before adopting Petey. He just couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel anymore. But Eric wasn't alone in the fight. Sensing his distress, Petey jumped onto his lap and looked up at him. That sad, depressed expression he'd worn during their first meeting was long gone. Instead, he gazed at Eric with pure love. As Eric scratched Petey's ears, his resolve returned. He promised to never let himself feel that way again. He couldn't let Petey down. Coming up, Eric and Petey continue their path to good health. Now, back to the story. After his dispiriting shopping trip in 2010, 52-year-old Eric O'Gray wasn't sure if he was strong enough to stick to his active lifestyle. But thanks to his new dog, Petey, he found the strength to keep going. Six weeks into their new partnership, Petey was nearing his ideal weight of approximately 50 pounds. He no longer walked to the door in resignation when Eric picked up the leash. Instead, he ran in energetic circles around the room until Eric could clip it onto his collar. He even stopped going to the bathroom by the parking lot. Thanks to Eric's newfound fitness, he could jog fast enough to get Petey all the way outside before the urge to go overwhelmed him. Eric was making progress too. He was getting closer to the 300-pound threshold, a barrier he hadn't crossed in years. It was time to take things up a notch. A quick consultation on Google revealed that there was a huge park barely a mile from Eric's condo. He realized that he'd driven past it dozens, if not hundreds of times, and yet he'd never stopped. He was ready to change that. Although it was tiring, Eric made the mile-long walk with relative ease. He couldn't believe that just a month and a half earlier, he'd barely been able to make it down the block. Petey was in much better shape too. The moment the park's entrance was in sight, he strained against the leash. Eric could hardly believe it. In their six weeks together, he'd never seen his dog get so excited over anything. Finally getting Petey to calm down for a moment, Eric realized what had him so agitated. The faint sound of quacking. Once they entered the park, Eric saw it. A lush, 
beautiful pond with hundreds of ducks. Petey could barely contain himself. He obviously wanted to get into that water. Eric didn't know what to do. He knew leash laws could be strict, and he was worried that if he unclipped the dog, Petey might run away or get hit by a car. But at the same time, he knew how badly his dog wanted to go swimming. He thought about the long years the shepherd mix had spent cooped up in a yard, with no chance to stretch his legs. As much as Petey enjoyed their walks, Eric knew he needed more. He looked around. The park was practically empty. Kneeling down, he unhooked the leash from Petey's collar. Before letting him go, Eric told Petey to be careful. In response, he got covered in kisses. With that, Eric let go of his collar. Petey sprinted toward the water with joyful abandon. With a giant leap, he soared through the air, landing with a spectacular belly flop. Eric hustled to the pond to make sure Petey was all right. He wasn't even sure his pal could swim. But he soon confirmed he had nothing to worry about. Petey was paddling around with hardly a care in the world. He didn't even bother to chase the ducks. Once he'd had enough, Petey ran up to Eric. He shook himself with everything he had, drenching his human in muddy pond water. Eric could only laugh. How could he be mad? In that moment, he realized he loved Petey with every ounce of his being. Basking in the late afternoon sun, Petey looked at Eric as if he was the greatest guy in the world. It made Eric feel like he could do anything. Originally, he planned on heading straight home from the park, but now he was full of renewed energy. He asked Petey if he wanted to keep walking. That day, they went almost three miles. Eric's entire body was sore. It was one of the best sensations he'd felt in his whole life. As a reward for their long adventure, Eric made a double portion of that night's tofu stir-fry. He scooped healthy portions onto two plates, setting one on the living room floor for Petey to enjoy. Then he sat down against the base of the couch and joined him for a picnic. A few months before, Eric wouldn't have been physically capable of such an action. He could barely sit on a chair to tie his shoes, much less get onto the floor. It made him think about all the other things he could do now. From his new vantage point, Eric realized how drab his condo was. With all his health issues, he'd never bothered to do anything other than give it the most basic furnishings. He vowed to change that. For Petey's sake, he would turn it into a home. When he'd been younger, Eric had considered himself to be pretty handy. But as his health had deteriorated and his weight had increased, his motivation to take on home improvement projects had declined. But thanks to the new lease on life Petey had given him, Eric was now bursting with inspiration. Before he knew it, he transformed his condo from a plain white box into a lively Spanish-inspired space. The bare walls took on colorful accents. 
the inexpensive light fixtures were replaced with high-end pieces. Eric even made handcrafted wood tables in lieu of IKEA furniture. But something was still missing. He didn't want to decorate his home with cheap generic art. He wanted something unique that truly spoke to him. In his mind, there was only one place he could get it. San Francisco. Six months into his new life, Eric felt like it was time to go into the city. It was the perfect way to mark the latest major milestone in his recovery process. Fewer doctor's appointments. Instead of seeing Dr. Preeti once a week, he only booked appointments once a month. She was confident that he could maintain his new lifestyle without so much micromanagement. To celebrate, Eric and Preeti made their trip into San Francisco. Eric was feeling great. He was 120 pounds lighter and could stroll around with ease. The experience was amazing for PT too. All the new sights, sounds, and smells were a feast for the senses. But their visit was more than a simple sightseeing trip. They were there to buy art. Along the waterfront, Eric tracked down an open-air market where local artists sold their wares. It was exactly what he hoped it would be like. Colorful, unique canvases sold by equally colorful artists. Prior to meeting Petey, Eric would have been terrified to haggle over his favorite piece, which perfectly matched the condo's new Spanish-style aesthetic. But with his trusty dog by his side, he navigated the transaction with confidence. The brand new painting wasn't the only one-of-a-kind artwork Eric purchased during the trip. He also bought a handmade leather collar for PT, inlaid with metal studs and turquoise embellishments. Just as the painting reflected Eric's new lease on life, PT's new accessory was a physical representation of his own journey. Before they went home, Eric took Petey on a walk across the Golden Gate Bridge. Although he was from the Bay Area, Eric had never traversed it on foot. Both man and dog loved the experience. They went slowly, soaking everything in. They gazed across the San Francisco Bay, watching massive cargo ships pass underneath them. As Eric looked out at the water, he realized he'd never visited the famous Alcatraz Island either. There were so many things in life he'd missed. That day, he didn't go to Alcatraz, but it wasn't because he didn't want to. Petey wasn't allowed on the ferry. Aside from not wanting to leave Petey alone in the car, the thought of doing anything without his best friend terrified Eric. He realized that even though he'd come so far, he still had a long way to go. There were some things Petey just couldn't fix. Coming up, Eric adjusts to his new reality. Now, back to the story. When he wasn't able to take Petey to tour Alcatraz in 2010, 52-year-old Eric O'Gray had to confront the fact that there were some things he simply couldn't do with his dog. 
As a traveling appliance salesman for General Electric, he could barely make it through his short business trips without his trusty pet. It was terrifying to be in the outside world without Petey. Physically, Eric was doing better than ever. Just over six months into his plan, he was nearly 200 pounds, 140 fewer than when he decided to change his life. But mentally, he was struggling. He knew that no amount of diet or exercise could address the helplessness he felt whenever he had to do something without PT. He had to see a therapist. The doctor completely understood why Eric relied on PT so much. But there was only one way he could take PT everywhere – by registering him as a service dog. Unfortunately, Eric wasn't diagnosed with any conditions that made him eligible for a support animal, and faking a license was out of the question. Besides carrying significant penalties, Eric didn't want to denigrate the very important work service dogs did. If he was going to brave the outside world more often, he'd have to find the courage to do some activities without Petey by his side. During Eric's eight-month check-in with Dr. Preeti, she emphasized the importance of living a full, healthy life, one with human companionship. With all the progress he'd made, she didn't want Eric to backslide. To that end, she recommended he join a running group or some sort of social activity involving physical fitness. The idea intrigued Eric. On top of being able to meet new people, it seemed like something PT might enjoy too. It was the best of both worlds. Unfortunately, PT was less enthusiastic about the idea. Eric tried to take him for a jog around the local track, but PT was more interested in chewing on his leash or running off to check out a new scent. Eric would have to embrace this new hobby on his own. Despite his trepidation, Eric found a running group that seemed perfect for a beginner like him. It turned out he had no reason to worry. He fit right in. He immediately bonded with the other runners. Many of them were dog lovers and were eager to set up playdates between Petey and their pups. Having Petey with him provided Eric the boost he needed to navigate these social situations. Sure, he had plenty of human interaction from his sales job, but actually getting to know someone one-on-one -on -one was completely different. Especially when it came to dating. In the first month after Eric joined the running group, he gravitated towards its organizer, a woman named Sarah. They had a lot in common, especially when it came to their shared love of dogs. And so, when Sarah invited Eric to come over to plan a group dinner, Petey got to meet Daisy, the golden doodle. Watching the two dogs run around Sarah's backyard was the perfect way to break the ice. At that point, Eric wasn't sure if this was supposed to be a romantic evening. It had been 15 years since he'd been on a date. He wasn't exactly up to speed on reading body language. But seeing Petey take to his playmate with such ease gave Eric the confidence he needed. He confided to Sarah that he hoped they would be more than friends. Much to his relief, she felt the same way. 
The night of his date was almost exactly a year after Eric had prayed for God to end his life. In the span of those 12 months, he'd hit his target weight of 180 pounds, embraced a new lifestyle, and, most importantly, met his best friend. Now he was forging another major relationship. Eric's budding romance with Sarah marked an important new chapter in his life. He'd spent the past year working on himself. Now he was ready to share the new Eric with someone else. On the night that marked the official one-year anniversary of his absolute rock bottom, Eric once again said a prayer. But this time, he was thanking God for giving him pity. The next six months were some of the best in Eric's life. In addition to his exciting romance with Sarah, he hosted several group dinners, showing off his newfound prowess in the kitchen. And Petey was at the center of it all. The dog loved social interaction just as much as his master. Whenever someone would come to the door, Petey was there to guide them inside. He was part shepherd after all. In fact, he went to great lengths to make sure everyone was included in the conversation. People frequently found themselves congregating in one corner of the condo thanks to Petey's machinations. He proved to be great with kids too. It made Eric think more about the future. Both of them had so much love to give. Eric started to dream of someday having a family of his own. However, that family wouldn't be with Sarah. Six months into their relationship, Eric and Sarah broke up. But Petey wouldn't let him wallow in self-pity. Part of that was due to biology. Petey still had to go out a few times a day to go to the bathroom, so Eric couldn't just draw the blinds and lock himself in his condo like he had before he'd adopted the dog. But the major reason Eric was able to get through his breakup was the unconditional love and affection Petey gave him. It was too hard to be sad when he looked at Eric with such devotion. Thanks to Petey's support, Eric was able to get back on his feet within a week after his breakup. Rather than being upset with Sarah, he was grateful to her. His relationship had reminded him he had a heart in the first place. He was ready to truly live his life, both the highs and the lows. Although he and Sarah were no longer together, Eric's passion for running still burned brightly. In addition to joining a new club, he also signed up for races. Between 2011 to 2012, Eric went from participating in 5Ks to running full marathons. In a matter of a few years, he'd gone from struggling to walk down the block to running 26.2 miles with ease. He'd never felt better in his life. But on October 28, 2012, 54-year-old Eric woke up in the hospital with no recollection of how he got there. Apparently, he'd suffered a seizure in the 21st mile of a marathon. The doctors were mystified. Eric was perfectly healthy, and tests ruled out a stroke or heart attack. However, Eric was pretty sure he knew what had caused him to collapse. After graduating high school, Eric had joined the US Army, 
During a training exercise, he suffered a traumatic brain injury that sent him to the infirmary for weeks. Very rarely, the injury caused seizures that made him black out. It had been so long since he'd had one, Eric had figured the problem had gone away. Apparently, that wasn't the case. A visit to a brain specialist confirmed that Eric's old injury had caused the seizure. However, he wasn't overly concerned. The convulsions happened so rarely, and the diagnosis came with a silver lining. He could finally get PT licensed as a service dog. In order to do so, PT had to complete a rigorous training course. He had to learn much more than how to sit, stay, and lie down. He had to recognize when Eric was having a seizure and bark for attention or seek help. Eric was certain PT would pass with flying colors. Even though he was nearing 10 years old, the shepherd mix was sharp as a tack. Eric was right. This old dog was more than capable of learning new tricks. He officially became Eric's service animal. Now, anywhere Eric went, Petey could go too. One of the first things they did together was take their long-awaited tour of Alcatraz. Petey was perfectly behaved the whole time, except for when he lifted his leg in Al Capone's cell while the guide wasn't looking. The success of their trip inspired Eric to take Petey even further afield. Although he was hesitant to bring his newly minted service dog on a plane, the two of them enjoyed all sorts of adventures around the Bay Area. Petey swam in the ocean for the first time and even got to ride on a miniature train. And soon, he and Eric had a new person to spend their time with. Eric started dating a woman named Melissa, who had two sons, six-year-old Joey and Michael, a preteen. At first, Melissa was concerned that Michael, who had autism, would have trouble accepting Eric. But with Petey by his side, that wasn't a problem. Michael took to the dog right away. Seeing how much Petey loved Eric made it easier for Michael to trust him too. Before long, the five of them were a real family. After about a year of dating, Eric and Melissa made a big decision. They were moving to Seattle, Washington. Life in the Pacific Northwest was great. Just as Eric had suspected, Petey loved having a bigger family. As he entered his golden years, it was the exact change in pace he needed. The 12-year-old still loved his walks, but he didn't have the same pep in his step. He was more than happy to hang out around the house and play with the kids. But then, while Eric was on a business trip in Dallas, he got the news he never wanted to hear. Something was wrong with Petey. He wasn't eating. He didn't want to drink water. He wouldn't even go to the bathroom unless one of the boys picked him up and carried him to a patch of grass. Melissa took him to the vet, and they confirmed the worst. Petey had a massive growth on his spleen. His decline was sudden. Melissa wasn't even sure he was going to make it to the end of Eric's business trip. Dropping everything, Eric rushed home. He couldn't bear the thought of not being able to say goodbye to his best friend. 
The trip home was a nightmare. The entire flight, Petey was all Eric could think about. When his connection was delayed, he was certain that he wouldn't get home in time. But Petey waited for him. Eric was right by his side as he passed. Eric was relieved that Petey went peacefully, but at the same time, he was hit with deep, unbearable sadness. Petey's death sent Eric into a spiral. There was a massive hole in his soul, and he tried to fill it with food. All the discipline, all the dedication just didn't seem worth it without Petey. Regretfully, Eric also let his sadness affect his relationship with Melissa and the boys. He tried to be strong, but he couldn't pull himself out of his depression. The situation was rapidly deteriorating. Something had to change, or he'd lose them too. A little over six months after Petey left, Eric was hit with a sudden premonition. He was ready for a new pet. A woman he'd once met at a doctor's office had given him a piece of advice. When your dog is out there trying to find you, you'll know it. Your old dog will help you, and you'll just know it. That dog turned out to be a young black lab at the Seattle Humane Society named Jake. He looked at Eric the same way Petey had, like he was the greatest guy in the world. It was just what he needed to get his life back on track. Sadly, it was too late to fix things with Melissa. The couple had drifted too far apart. Shortly after adopting Jake, they broke up. Luckily, the new dog helped Eric cope with the split. Jake wasn't Petey, but he didn't need to be. He just had to be himself. Adopting Jake made Eric truly appreciate the benefits of adopting a rescue dog. He realized the special bond he had with Petey could be shared with other dogs and other people. It made Eric want to become an ambassador for rescue animals. About a year and a half after Petey passed away, he got his chance. Eric had stayed in touch with the Humane Society in the Bay Area, and they were launching an initiative called Mutual Rescue. They were making a film about inspiring dog stories and wanted Eric and Petey to be their subjects. Featuring hand-drawn animations of Eric and Petey interspersed with real footage of Eric and Jake, the six-minute film went viral. The story spawned countless articles and gave Eric the platform he needed to advocate for rescue animals everywhere. Perhaps the happiest moment came when Petey's former owner saw the film and contacted Eric. She expressed extreme regret for how she had treated the dog. At the time, she just didn't have it in her to take proper care of him. When Eric told her about the great years they'd had together, the woman was overjoyed. She thanked Eric profusely. She was so glad Petey was able to have the life she couldn't provide for him. Eric stopped her right then and there. He told the woman he should be the one thanking her. Petey had saved his life. Without him, Eric's doctor would have been right. 
He was certain he wouldn't still be alive if it weren't for that beautiful shepherd mix. As Eric and this woman he barely knew shed happy tears over the phone, he admitted that he hadn't really rescued Petey. Petey had rescued him. Thanks for listening to Dog Tales. Every dog has his day, and our day is Mondays. We'll be back then with a new episode. Among the many sources we used, we found Walking with Petey by Eric O'Gray and Mark D'Agostino extremely helpful to our research. You can find more episodes of Dog Tales and all other podcast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite podcast originals like Dog Tales for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Dog Tales on Spotify, just open the app and type Dog Tales in the search bar. Several of you have asked how to help us. If you enjoy the show, the best way to help is to leave a five-star review. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and Twitter at Parcast Network. Join us next week for another good story about a good dog. Dog Tales was created by Max Cutler and is a Parcast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Michael Langsner, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, Isabella Way, and Joel Stein. This episode of Dog Tales was written by Alex Benedon, with writing assistance by Erin Lan. I'm Alastair Murden. Dog Tales.